wellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Leah Follett. Welcome to A Quirky Journey. Join us as we share our family's journeys to good health. You'll find plenty of inspiration, tips and recipe ideas, as well as stories from everyday people who've struggled and overcome health problems and diet challenges in their own families. I'm Jo Witten, author of the blog and book Quirky Cooking, and I'm here with my fabulous friend and co-host, Leah Follett. Hi, Leah. Hi, how are you? Good, and I know you're a bit excitable today, so this could oh, be a bit crazy. I know, I know. I'm <laughs> going to try and contain myself. No, no, I'm don't do that. It's, it's no, pretty no. fun when you're I'm crazy. honestly, this morning, well, actually, I feel sorry for the people I'm staying with because I flew <laughs> into Harvey Bay yesterday, and since I've been here, it's just like, I'm so excited! <laughs> so I've just, I've absolutely lost the plot, and I've been doing all, Steve Hader taught me to do some, from uh, Steve Hader from the, that paleo show taught me to do some mindful breathing. And yes. to stay calm and, and be present. But uh, Is it working? I'm off, I, no, I'm off the scale. <laughs> and even if I manage to calm myself down, as soon as I'm calm, I go back to what I'm doing and then I go, oh, my God, and it's just I lose it again. Because <laughs> you suddenly think about what you're doing Yeah, tonight. I do. It's just like even going to sleep for the last week, it's just like I go to bed <laughs> and it's like don't think about paleo way. Don't think about paleo way. Just go and to sleep. I, just, I do. I just lose it. You- I lose it and then I'm awake again. I'm like, oh, and yeah. Oh, just- you're so funny. Did you sleep last night? Yeah, actually, I did. I did. You were exhausted. <laughs> I was. It was a big day getting here yesterday. Um, so, you know, like it's planes, trains, and automobiles sort of thing yes. for me to get up here. Um, so, yeah, I had some trusty, um, you know, essential oils that helped me sort of calm a little bit. But, you know, it's only a few hours away. Mm-hmm. And there's to, there's to be no calming is going to be done. There is no level. Nothing can t- contain this at the moment. I'm off the scale. <laughs> well, you better explain what you're talking about because a lot of people will be like, what? Okay, okay. So Pete Evans is coming to Bundaberg. <laughs> oh, I'm just like, oh, man. It's, no, it's just such a big deal that he's coming here. Firstly, yeah. because it's Pete Evans and everybody knows by now that I think he's gorgeous. I just love the man. I love everything about him. <laughs> I love the way he speaks. I love that he's sometimes unsure of himself or, you know, like he's putting himself out there and he's really putting his heart out into what he's doing. And, you know, he just has to wait and see how it's received. And, of course, that's scary for everyone. Mm. So I love that real entity that you can see in him. And, you know, it just makes it all for a more enjoyable and whole experience. And Mm. he's coming to Bundaberg. And what that means for Bundaberg, and I'm sure there's lots of people travelling in, is that, you know, like this is the sugar industry. This is, you know, mm. people's jobs. They've got, you know, the rum factory. They've got Bundaberg brewed drinks. So a lot of the jobs and industry here are all sugar industry sugar, based. Sugar, sugar, sugar. It yeah. is. And, you know, like we've just had, I haven't seen it yet, but that sugar movie, the sugar film mm. that's come out, I'd love to see that. Yeah, me um, too. So for a lot of people, change here is really hard because, you know, their their kids work for the industry, their fathers work for it, you know, that provides an income for them. And it's kind of hard then to sort of say, oh, we're not going to buy that, we're not going to do that because that's not essentially supporting their jobs, yeah. I suppose. So, But, you know, there's so many and it's we're not saying don't have sugar, we're just saying bring in more of those foods that are going to support you nutritionally. Yeah. But, you know, like it's it's a big deal here in Bundaberg and, you know, like, uh, you know, the, a hairdresser was even talking to a friend of mine about this. Good, there's this woman in Sydney mm-hmm. and she's on this podcast show. She's <laughs> coming to Bundaberg. Oh, oh my gosh. So cool. You know know that you've made it big time when the local hairdresser in Bundaberg knows more about you than you do. You know, like, just like, oh my gosh. Oh, that's so cool. all of that's been going on. There's just so much <laughs> hype, you know, the newspapers, yeah. uh, the, you know, a couple of local cafes are getting in and even the local producers are bringing in their food for the event oh, because there's good. so many of them. There's so many people here in, you know, because it's, it's such a big agricultural area. There are so many people here that have got, you know, it's their livelihood and they're so passionate about their food and, you know, mm. to have this kind of message that we're just bringing back whole foods, real foods mm. and local sustainable sustainable foods is just yeah. such an important thing and it's giving them, the farmers, more power yeah. So and more encouragement. So everyone, like I've got goosebumps. Yeah. I've got goosebumps and if every, I reckon everyone else in the whole postcode, everyone else in four, 4670 postcode is feeling the same thing at the moment. It's, yes. just, it's better than Super Bowl. 
Woohoo! Of course it is. I know. <laughs> food, um, sports just does not compete with food for me. No, 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 absolutely not. No, couldn't hold a flame to to this and what's going on. But you have just come off. You've actually spoken at the same tour in Cairns. Yeah. So that was how did, fun. How did that go? Um, we had our ups and downs, but it was really fun. Ups and downs, no. It's all sunshine, baby. What's going on? <laughs> I made a boo-boo. No. I messed up my recipe. Are you serious? Oh, I was so embarrassed. Jojo, Jojo, Jojo. Were you dazzled by the man you were standing next to? I won't no. tell Dave, I promise, because no, I no. will. I'm, I'm going to be tongue-tied. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't feel... I didn't feel nervous at all. I was just like having fun and um, chatting away and actually joking around saying, you know, I always thought it would be really freaky to be on MKR or something like that. I'd probably mess the recipe up and I'd be so embarrassed and then I messed the recipe up. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yes. My poor old Thermomix got, um, yes, I was looking over the back of it and because it's the new Thermomix, it's very hard to see over. It's higher. And, yeah. and and the table was like quite wide and so I was leaning over the table trying to see and I thought that it was on reverse but it wasn't so I mushed the chorizo. So that what was quite were you embarrassing. Making? So I was making the chorizo and seafood paella with the cauliflower rice and it's just so delicious. I've made it so many times and my friends, whenever I make it for them, they love it and I make it okay. in the Thermomix. So what I do is chop up the cauliflower in the Thermomix, set that mm-hmm. aside um, and then put that into the Varoma dish and put that aside and then um, put the sliced chorizo and coconut oil into the Theramix bowl and cook that for about four minutes until that's cooked. Then usually it's fine. And then I put that into a bowl and then I put all the veggies in and roughly chop them for a few seconds and then put the chorizo back in and cook that for about eight minutes. And then I put the um, Varoma on top and, Uh sorry, put the stock, there's um, stock that you've, You've warmed up the stock already with saffron in it. Pour, mm-hmm. pour that into the bowl um, and then put the Varoma on top with the cauliflower rice and clams and uh, mussels in the shells mm-hmm. and start that cooking for about eight minutes and then you put the prawns in, some king prawns, and cook that for another couple of minutes and then you just basically put it in a big serving dish, mix it all together and garnish it with chopped parsley and lemon juice and olive oil it's just delicious so yeah I messed it up okay but never mind we had a good laugh <laughs> oh Joe. but do you know what I we, saw you speak at the Thermomix event in Sydney yeah which was amazing and you just stand behind the Thermomix and you're reading everything upside down so yeah you know like yeah, this, I'm usually I don't know how you did it. it I really don't I think um I think it was just that it was just this, like the way it was set up, I couldn't see very well. And so I thought it was on reverse, but it wasn't. But never mind. We just had a really good laugh about it. And then oh, we actually it- ran out of time. We'd already talked for 10 or 15 minutes with um, Pete and Isaac and I. And so we ran out of time and we just had to dash through the recipe. So he finished it off in the in the frying pan and then we just put it aside because there just wasn't even time to even add the seafood. So that was a pity. <laughs> we just talked it we talked them through it yeah but that's okay never mind oh, you said that Isaac spoke because that was going to be a big yeah. thing yeah yeah that was like, re- I saw that, that was on the your main Facebook thing. page yeah that was the main thing that um we told our story and that's what that's what we were there for so um just really it was really good to be able to share how um changing the way we ate and and going onto the gaps diet as a family has helped us all and what things were like leading up to it and before and like Isaac talked about you know his his illness and all the struggles that he's been through and how he's so happy that he's doing the GAPS diet and that after six months on GAPS how much better he feels and how happy he is and you know to be able for a 13 year old boy to be able to stand up in front of 500 people and not even be nervous. (gasps) Was it 500? There was that many people there. Yeah apparently and just and just speak and share his story and he wasn't nervous he just really enjoyed it so that was so good after you know that's that's a kid who couldn't even leave the house and couldn't feed himself six months ago eight months ago you know so that's incredible and that was the main reason we were there so we did what we went for (laughs) 
That's just so beautiful. But and I had, I, and that's the nature of this whole tour. Like I was yeah. lucky enough to go to the Sydney one. Yeah. And it is, it's really just about real food. And, mm. you know, for many people, they sit there and, and they've been, um, you know, influenced by the media. Mm. And, you know, for, for many people, even saying the word paleo, it's just, it's, it's the P like word. Voodoo. The P word is like voodoo <laughs> crazy stuff. Oh, no, yeah. that's dangerous. But, yeah. you know, through the whole thing, sitting there in Sydney, it was all about just eating real food, finding local, sustainable, you know, low chemical, looking yeah. at your lifestyle balance. It mm. was such a positive message. Yeah. And I it suppose just making positive. people aware of their, their choices, that they have a choice. And I've had and people comment on my Facebook page since then. Um, I've been to the Paleo Way Tour and now I understand what they're trying to say and it makes so much yes. sense because okay. because a lot of people think, you know, they hear all the media hype and think, oh, this must be dangerous or I'm not getting what I need and I'm going to be sick if I eat this way. And then when they actually see it and hear it and understand it, they go, oh, oh, okay, that, the media that, is that's just not, yeah, that's doing not their thing That's not what we're talking usual. about at all. Yeah. Um, but and you know, like, sorry, you go. Sorry, even as um, Nora was saying and Pete was saying that whatever weight, healthy sort of diet that you're on, whatever mm. kind of way that you eat, if you add lots of broth and lots of fermented foods, you are going to heal. Yes. So they're not, you know, they weren't even really saying you have to be paleo or you will not be well. They were saying it really helps. Um, mm-hmm. With so many things to to cut out the um, inflaming sort of things like the grains yeah. and the dairy, but even if you only added broths and did the fermented veggies and and fermented drinks, it would really help. Well, that's what my mum's been doing, and my mum has lost seventeen kilos. Wow! You know she's um, you know just amazing. She's mm. had so many years of she had chronic fatigue, uh, she had toxoplasmosis. She ended up. Um, you know, she's been diagnosed with Asperger's. Wow. And when I was growing up, you know, that she wasn't there quite a lot because she was such a sickly person. Mm. And, you know, for the first part of, you know, even having my, my children, like her grandchildren, she was there, but she wasn't as active and able as she is now. And, you know, like my kids get on their bikes and she gets on their bikes and they're setting up uh, jumps and Nana's going over the jumps. Oh, that's so cool. We, she's never done anything like that before wow. and losing that weight and just cleaning up the toxins. And you know what? She says she's paleo, but she's still not strong enough. If she goes out for coffee with someone and someone orders her a cappuccino and it's not made on coconut or, you know, she gets the wrong order, she's not strong enough to say no. So yeah. she'll eat it and then be sick for the next couple of days because she, she yeah. does have a true intolerance to those things. But, you know, she's just got so much energy and all she's doing is just making like those little tiny changes mm. and she's got so much out of the small things that yes. she's done. Yeah. So you don't even need to go whole hog and, and label yourself. That's right. That's what you are and, and you, you know, it's not yeah, about being right. rigid. It's not about exactly sticking to that. It's about working in what you've got day to day and then creating and working out what your balance is and where you can tolerate mm. and where you can function within yeah. the actual um, you know, the food ideal for itself. And with GAPS, it's a little bit different than paleo like we've talked about before. They do mm. they do usually bring dairy back in. Yes. Um, but that's, like we've said before, that's a personal thing. You, you decide, you know, what works for you and mm. what you'd prefer to do. My kids are eating a little bit of some cheeses and a little bit of the yogurt mm-hmm. and they seem to be okay with that. Yeah. Um, but I can't. No, not, and I mean that comes back to that ever. that bio individual thing yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some so some of the things that they're eating are probably you know vintage, aged, fermented mm. dairies, that sort of thing. And those yeah. things themselves have got amazing medicinal and That's properties right. for healing the gut. You know, as the you know as Nat- Dr. Natasha's protocol explains in her book. Mm. But for some people, it is just such a high alert thing in their system that they can't tolerate those things. Yeah. You know, like it's you've just got to look at it and step back and not try to fit the mold. You know, this That's is the, exactly the big it. thing That's is that, it. and don't be afraid of failure in this area because yeah. what every cookbook that's out, even Pete's, yeah. is not a hundred percent right for my family. It's not a hundred percent right for me. Yeah, and you just have to take it on that. It's there to give you inspiration and ideas. But yes. I'm sure that rather than being rigid and sticking to that recipe or sticking to that food pyramid, which 
you know, they're creating and sort of pigeonholing yourself. It's about variety, it's about flexibility, and it's about um, creating something that's sustainable and something that works for you in your body. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. There's got to be some flexibility. And, Absolutely. And I think, I think when you first start out on a way of eating, sometimes you're very rigid because you want to follow the rules and do it right. But then it can often times end up, you, you realize, well, that doesn't work exactly for me like that. I'm just going to have to change it a little. Yeah, I think it's so much emotional stuff mm. as well because, you know, having, um, you know, autistic children, yeah, they have transitional issues and I think everyone has transitional issues. I think everyone is a little bit autistic in some way yeah. or another. Like everyone's yeah. got Has a little symptoms. bit of it, a little bit of OCD. Has a little bit of it, but they can still <laughs> function in society and yeah. these autistic kids, they just they cannot come hell or high water function in society so that's what doing the whole process is about it's about getting them to that point but even as you know my first teachings in understanding my kids was okay I need to prepare them I need to transition them and the start of that is giving them rigid guidelines and once they're safe and they know those rigid guidelines then you start pulling that scaffolding away and bringing in other things when they're ready and that's part of the transition and food and lifestyle is no different. It's yeah. such a scary place. It's new information. So you've got your brain going into it's scary, don't touch it, don't trust it. It's weird, it's different. I don't know how to process that information. So you end up sitting on the fence. You end up being upset or anxious about those things. And I think that the media is playing an awful lot yeah. in that area. You know, they're preying on people because it's new, it's different, even though it's not actually new and different. No. And it's been going on, you know, since history began for us um as human beings like we you know we're just taking the steps back but without the proper scaffolding and without all the um assistance that we're getting and information it it is just overwhelming it's scary Mm. and for some people it's accepting that hey look that was wrong for them yeah or that was the wrong diet or you know so they're making those changes and then of course you look at emotionally well the doctor told me this and he said that that was fine for me and then that's a trust issue as well so you have Mm. to learn to trust yourself and you have to build up a relationship with your practitioners and that they know what's best for you and then you've got to be accountability partners and you've got to work together to create you know a lifestyle that you want and deserve yeah so it's so much there's so much going on like it's not just the media saying it's dangerous it's it's such a hard it's such a big deal for everyone yeah and it's scary it can be scary it's not scary no um once you've been through it you sit there and you're just so like oh I can't say, what was I afraid of you know like that was just ridiculous like yeah. once you've done that's the us dump, with that's us with gaps it's once, like well how many why questions? were we even worried it's just I know I know really and, good food and gaps is such you know everyone sees gaps as being so restrictive and it's so hard and it's such a big deal but until you actually take that first step and until you get your toe wet, mm. you realise like it's like actually no, it's not such a big deal and the further you go along, the more of easier the other areas of your life you get back yes. and then that becomes easier. So yeah. it's and I, and I understand with gaps it is it is scary at first because you're <sighs> cutting out so many things at first but it it's is. not long it before is. things it are is. coming back in and you're feeling so much better that you're like, well, that was silly to worry about that. <laughs> well, and also it is hard work. Yeah. But you know, and a lot of people are afraid of hard work mm. as well. You know, our our systems that we've got in place in you know, community and society today, everything is just so easy and push button. Yeah. Everything's instant gratification. Everything's right. at our fingertips. So the fact you're actually getting your fingers dirty and creating meals and... And having to get up an hour earlier and maybe not, right. not having quite as much downtime. On because, Facebook? Yeah, because you're busy cooking. Yeah, because you're busy cooking, but you're switching. But it's worth it. Yeah. It, it is. It's absolutely worth it and it's such an empowering thing. And once you're actually doing it and living it, yeah. you just go from strength to strength. And yeah. I think that's what this Paleo Way Tour has all been about is just yeah. empowering people and, to not be afraid. And also showing that there is easier ways and cheaper ways of doing things that people get. Like one of the main things that the media and the Dietitians Association have said is that it's, it's um, too expensive and too difficult for regular people, but it's neither. No. And that's what I think Pete's doing really well showing that in the Paleo Way Tour because he's showing, you know, 10 easy lunches for the kids' lunchboxes and, you know, um, a month's worth of quick meals and stuff like that. So you And it's all basic stuff. It's it's delicious and it's not mm. dear to make and not expensive and it's a lot of it's just really quick to make. So mm. I think that's good for people to see that. 
No, definitely. Mm. Mm. Well, okay. so what's next? On the, we're, we're, so basically we haven't even told everyone what we're doing today, but we're just No, we about... jumped right into it, didn't <laughs> we? We're did. so excited. That's the excitement. Uh-huh. It's Pete Evans, adrenaline's kicked in and we've lost ourselves. No, we're just talking about news basically. So what's okay. happening What's happening around the place at the moment? With Okay, we've got Easter coming up. We've just had the yes. Paleoway tour and... We're going to mm-hmm. talk a bit about the Mind Foundation and the Mind Forum that's coming up in May. Yes, that's not far away. Uh-huh. Um, so that's that's basically what we're talking about today. So the news in our world. <laughs> the news in our world. Okay. Well, aside from Pete, yes, uh, man, I'm going to get the biggest cuddle, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> um, so aside from uh, Pete and what we've been doing with him there is the Mind Forum. Yes. Like, oh, man, I've spoken to Leslie this week and I am so excited about what's oh, coming up for so them much. this year. It's yep. the, the speakers that they have there, it, it's just, it's blown my mind. I wish I could go. Well, you know, <laughs> half the speakers I've never heard of. I'm oh, it would be so know, like, good. And I've been in this, well, you know, I've had my blinkers on yeah. um, because you can only take and absorb what you've got time to, to look exactly and focus it. on. Yeah. So the mind is actually, I'm going. Come hell or high water, I'm going. Do you want to just explain what it is because some people wouldn't have heard of it? Okay. Well, um, Do you the remember mind, what it stands for? No, I don't even know what it is. Let me I, just you go know, find the um, No, what well, it I'm just clicking for. on there at the moment. Okay. So, But I don't know what it actually stand for is the acronym I don't know what that stands for it's m-i-n-d-d it is but as far as I can tell it's a group of doctors specialists um from all different types of primary hair care producers here it is metabolic immunologic neurologic digestive developmental that's what mind stands for that's what mind found stands for yeah mind foundation helps practitioners and patients discover and implement effective treatments for metabolic, immunologic, neurologic, digestive, developmental conditions that often affect the mind. Our focus is on pediatric disorders such as ADHD, asthma, allergies, autism, chronic illness, depression, learning and language delay, and digestive and behavioral disorders. Research is showing that these children are coming from families with a history of brain immuno-gut disorders triggered by toxins, malnutrition, and infections. Which is where gaps comes in. <laughs> well, you know, like, and that just summed up everything that led to everything that made my children what they are. Yeah. And in short, they are everything that I needed to undo the uh, genetic, epigenetic, um, modern day chemical load, everything that I put into my kids to make them the way they are. These guys have had some information and it was like a starting point for me to go back mm. and then be educated enough to ask questions and start looking for more practitioners. Yeah. So you, we yeah, are they, going we are mm-hmm. going to get the um, lady who began the Mind Foundation on here for an interview, Leslie. Are you serious? Yeah, she said she would. <gasps> yep. So um Oh, we, I'm so excited. Yeah, we will <laughs> do that, but um we're just going to give you give you guys a little bit of an overview of some stuff that's coming up for them, especially the forum, which is the big, exciting. I know. Um, See, that goes for three days. Three and days. I, I don't know how I'm going to book a babysitter for three days. I'm going to have to fly in a grandparent. Yes, good idea. Do it. Oh, but I'm so going. Um, it's so in it's Sydney. in Sydney. Yeah. It's in Sydney. So, oh, my gosh, it's in local May. this year. Oh. So where is it? Isn't it usually in Sydney? Well, they have one in the Gold Coast okay. as well. So maybe it's alternating years, but... This year, and actually last year, they had it at Chatswood, which is in Sydney. Okay. And this year, they're having it at Randwick. Okay. Um, so they're going to have, from what I understand, they're going to have like a bit of a, an expo and they're going to have people there that have got products and resources and books, which you can only, I've only been able to order them online. They're not really mainstream and they're not in the mainstream bookshops. Mm-hmm. And for me, I like to pick up the book and I Look like to it. flick through it yeah. and hold it and, and then make a decision. So ordering a, a resource book online is often quite a scary thing for me. Yeah. Uh, so being able to go and have a look at those sorts of things and then engage with the, the writers or the speakers mm. that are actually going to be there. So it's going to be like exciting. a full a full immersion thing. So the exciting thing this year is okay. that Natasha Campbell McBride will be there. Yeah. Yay! For all three days, so she's she's from the UK, and she's mm-hmm. the one that wrote the gut and psychology syndrome book, which has helped yes. us so much. Yeah. And um, can we change the... the name of that? Can we call it the Gut Bible? Yeah. Well, she's she's speaking on Friday about food is medicine. Oh. Yeah. 
And then on Saturday and Sunday, it's all about child and teen health, adult health, and there's practitioner training for, um, was that for GAPS? Yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not 100% sure. But, um, yeah, that's but for I people that are already yeah. health professionals to get extra training in the gut stuff. Yeah. So that's really good. So if you're a psychologist, doctor, pediatrician, nurse, naturopath, chiropractor, dietitian, scientist, researcher, or pharmacist. Anyone, anyone with a Bachelor of Science. Yes, you can go, go and get some extra training. One. Yeah, Get some extra training. And I think when they do the extra training, they also have the option of being an affiliate or a mind-registered practitioner. I'm not sure how that works. But for anyone else that's actually looking for someone that has um, a special interest, any practitioners that have a special interest in gut and brain disorders, you just jump on the MIND website and they're all listed there. So if you're looking for an osteo or a naturopath or a, you know, pediatrician or, you know, any of those sorts and you're, you know, because it's really hard, you, you just turn up to a doctor's appointment or a specialist appointment and you don't know what their focus is. Mm. At least if you jump on there, you can see all the doctors that are, you know, like-minded that believe in, you know, the gut and healing the gut. And at least yeah. that's given you your best start because sometimes these these specialists are really expensive and to turn up and then them to dismiss that it's a link between gut and brain disorders, you know, you've just wasted $300 and yeah. you've got nowhere. So I'd suggest anyone looking for help, definitely jump on the website and, yeah. and see what there is to offer in mm. those different modalities. Yeah, that's where a lot of people get help from and I know – friends of mine who had trouble with um, gut issues with their kids from really young um, got help through the Mind Foundation and they just they just talk so well of them. And I've always heard a lot of good stuff about the Mind Foundation but have only just recently obviously looked into it because we didn't, you know, we weren't really in this sphere <laughs> until mm. the last half of the year, last year. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm dying to go but I'll actually be in the UK I'll take notes for you. So I'm sending Leah in my place. (laughs) (laughs) Leah, take lots of notes. I will. I'll take lots of notes. Maybe I can be like roving reporter and I can do, you know, an up to the up to date yeah. uh, podcast, and yes, I can grab do that. Oh, how cool that would be. Oh, that would be yes. really cool. Do so that. I'm just looking at who they've got. So they've got Dr. Nancy O'Hara. I've not heard of her, but she does some sort of biomed treatments. Okay. But the one, so we've got Dr. Natasha. Um, and then I also saw in scrolling down here the other day, I got to meet Alex Stewart. Woohoo! I love Alex. She's my friend. Yeah, I know. You introduced me to she's her gonna, the other day. She's going and to she's be speaking. on a, Yes. She does um, cooking demonstrations usually as well. Does, is she doing a cooking demonstration? I don't know. It okay. just, um, on the side, it just has a little blurb about who she is. Yeah, but she's I was been working going, with them for a while. That's who I met. Yes. So I'm and she's really also excited. going to be on our podcast soon. Well, yes, actually yes. she is. Isn't She's she? going to be talking about detoxing the home. Wow. Yes. And the other really cool thing that's other really cool person that's going to be at the mind is Therese Kerr. Yes. And we met her She's in amazing. Cairns. And what she's doing for people's health through their homes, it's it just, oh, it's just inspirational. Mm. And if anyone wants to follow her on Instagram, it's like daily she's putting up research, she's putting up empowerment, yeah. she's putting up support um and you know she's trying to link as many people as possible with the uh people resources research all those things she's trying to get them in the right place so Mm. it's a one-stop shop and she's doing such a great job so I can't wait to catch up with her and and see what what's new for her yeah and what new things she's tackling yeah that'll be good it will be. Anyway, we mm. should talk about because that's you know like that's what's hot in gaps at the moment is that Dr. Tasha's gonna be in Australia. But we should talk about Easter yes, because Easter is coming up Easter. before Dr. Natasha. That's true. So let's get Easter out of the way. Okay. All right. So um, we've put together a few different ideas of um, treats that you can make. I, I know over Easter and Christmas and things like that, it's difficult for you if you're on early gaps. It's very mm-hmm. difficult because there's not much you can have. But we've got a few tips and ideas. And then as you're more onto full gaps like we are now, it, it is easier because you can handle a little bit of sweetness more than you would usually have for a day. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you're not going to overload your kids with Easter eggs and um, go silly. Mm-hmm. But um, there's lots of ideas that we have. So um, I think the first one that we need to talk about is chocolate, don't you? Yes. Chocolate. Yes. I mean, well, that's a daily, that's 
that's that's something food, that that's on the food pyramid. You know, that one's me. like a basic food. Yeah, yeah. yeah really. <laughs> It's an absolute requirement. Now that I'm on full gaps, I can say that. But, but no, we must how proud remember. are you to say you're I full know. gaps? But we must also remember these people who are not yet on full gaps and not yet okay. having chocolate. When, so, when would you recommend bringing chocolate in? Oh, look. I get, I've got so, this question the other day. It's so varied, though. Mm. It, I reckon it's an intuitive thing. Yeah, I know. It's intuitive. <laughs> it's like Easter, that's when you bring it in. <laughs> yeah, the calendar said it's Easter, so that's when I bring it in. No, you know, like you've got your gaps, your intro section, and yep. then it's after you've done your first stage. Where, where would, where did we bring that in? We For brought me, that it in. Was, it yeah. was, um, we started first it's, of October. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, we did start um, end of July, but we weren't doing it properly intro diet until first of October, and yeah. we we did have some chocolate Christmas. Oh, do we have? But that's that's kind of what we're talking about, though. Yeah, we you had know, a little like, tiny bit. Mostly, we had the white chocolate that I made with the berries. Yeah. So maybe let's not tell people that it's all right to jump in there and, and yeah. you know just go crazy with with the chocolate or even bring it in. You know, like it's individual. You we need had, to find had, out where yeah. you are. Well, we and, had five months without it, so we survived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you made that white chocolate one too. Yeah, so I made the white chocolate and I am going to put up, hopefully today if I can mm-hmm. get myself together, um, put up a recipe on my face, oh, sorry, on my blog for a caramel chocolate that's made with um, so c- coconut butter and cacao butter and things like that and it's so it doesn't have cacao powder in it. Okay, and do so, you think that made a difference with your load? Because I think I, it did. I don't know because I never had because you had the itchy legs, the itchy yes. nose, yeah. And you, I you, think you it, can speak for, from experience. So well, you when think I, the dark chocolate was more an irritant than yeah, this I, other one? I brought the actual cacao powder in slowly. So when I did have a little bit of the dark chocolate, I mixed it with, um, like, layered it with the caramel chocolate so that mm-hmm. it wasn't just all dark. And I also cut down on the amount of cacao powder I put in. Like I used to put. 50 or 60 grams of cacao powder to 200 grams of cacao butter but mm. I took it back to about 20 grams of powder yeah to sort of not have it so strong the other thing that you've got to remember is if when I first put the cacao butter in, in I found that very rich for me because my I don't think my liver was coping with it too well with, you, because it is it's fats yeah it's and fats it's, and it was very rich so um, if you are only just bringing chocolate back in, be really careful. Go slowly. Don't eat heaps of it. Otherwise, you're going to end up on the loo yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is that however it is you react. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I just, yeah, I got the runs real bad the first time I did it. So thanks for that, she says. Well, you know, <laughs> Sorry, one everybody. bite's never enough. But I think it's just, yeah, that's the problem. You can easily overdo it. Mm-hmm. So either um, make it and divide it up into little packs for everybody and then put them in the freezer and then you've all got that amount that you're allowed to have then maybe. That might be a way to do it. Well, that's right. Or make up an amount and keep what you need and give the rest away. Yeah. And then you've you know, got some gifts. Then you've got gifts. Yeah. yeah. So and I suppose. Always, and don't panic. You can always make it again in another few weeks. You know, well, it's that's not right. the end and of the world. Look, yeah. But you don't want to be, well, for me, I if it's in the fridge, I'm going to eat it. Yeah, same. Because it's like it's calling to me. And even if a, it's in the bottom of the freezer hidden, I'm still going to eat it. <laughs> I still know it's there. Same. And it's on my mind. And yeah. if I get stressed, I'm going to be looking for that sugar hit or I'm going to be looking for that yeah. thing that's going to calm me and down. you just want that little bit of sweetness, instead of you going do. for a ginger tea with honey, you'll go for the chocolate. <laughs> well, that's right. So I think for anyone else that's like-minded, you, you make what you need and you get it out of the house because yeah. otherwise it's going to plague you. Yes. <laughs> so um, one, And I think once you've... Once you've introduced it and it seems to be going okay and you want to make a, a darker chocolate or whatever, there is, like, there's plenty of recipes online, but I've got a raw chocolate recipe, dairy-free raw chocolate, and I think, do you have a recipe on your blog too, Leah? Yeah, I do. Mine's really rich though. Okay. So, yeah, Leah's is very rich and it was, it was <laughs> so good. I had, I, I did have a fair bit of that when I was down in Sydney, yeah. I must admit. And, you know, I didn't. I don't think I reacted to that. I really think it was when I got home after that and I made chocolate with honey and overdid it, I think that's when I reacted. So maybe it's more the sugars for me. Maybe. 
Cause maybe because that's a thing for Simeon too, isn't it? It is. The sugars. It is. Yeah. The sugars. So maybe that's something you and I need to do some work on. Yes. So um, really getting with gaps, you should already have pulled back so much on the sugars that you don't need as much in the recipes. So even my recipes on my blog, my older ones like my chocolate and stuff, cut the sugars way down, even, you know, even leave the honey out. Like I use honey instead of instead of any other sugars in the chocolate because we're doing gaps. Um, and I think I used to do about, oh, goodness, 60 to 100 grams of honey or something ridiculous in my chocolate I can't remember and now Mm. I'm down to 30 and I still find that a little bit too sweet so next time I make it I'll probably just put just a teaspoon of honey or something in there to take the edge off it but um Leah's chocolate she doesn't put any sweetener in do you no no I just do um 50 50 I do 50 cacao butter and then 50 the um, crazy. the cacao powder <laughs> and I've got no no sweetener at all in there yeah but um, sometimes you add some sultanas or something yeah you know like it's goji I, you know, berries make, we call them a little peggle mix you know my kids love mm. eagle pickle no. and they like to just piggle on something so it's an yeah. expression that we've got in our house so we That's make a little cute. piggle mix and it might be some macadamias and a few um almonds and you know a couple of bits of chocolate and then you know like a few sultanas and I've noticed and actually, that's where I started it. The kids had put the chocolate and the sultana in their mouth at the same time yeah, because the chocolate was too bitter for them. Yeah. Um, and they actually tolerated the, um, you know, the, the chemical-free sultanas really well. Well, that's good. So that's where they're getting their, their bit of a hit, and which is good because they're moderating what their intake is and mm. it's not in there. It's, it's something you add to it. So yeah. you've got your base and then you just you add to it from there. Yeah. Mm. And um, some other things that we've put into the chocolate. Um, So if you do like the orange zest and cinnamon and some um, roasted flaked almonds or activated flaked almonds, like crush them up a bit um, and make a bark. And you can really spread the chocolate out with things like nuts and coconut shreds or flakes or um, and, and so if you not, can tolerate it, you can yeah. go and get those lovely sour cherries. Oh, I love is them. It, is it Loving Earth? Yeah. They do the sour cherries. They're not sweetened or anything, but it's Beautiful. just got that tiny little bit. And you only need to, Tangy. you just, yeah, well, you just throw them in the Thermomix and blitz them all up and oh, just having oh, that little I, bit. I leave them whole and chunky. Oh, do you? No, yeah. I just, you know, just so it's cut or diced or whatever. It's a okay. little mince, not a paste. I guess when I cut up the bark, they, it sort of chops them in half and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, um, with some nuts in there or or seeds if you can't have nuts. Um, yeah, that and I find that spreads out the chocolate quite a bit as well, and then you don't get so much of the, you know, cacao hit. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. actually, when you start making your own raw stuff, I've found that I can't have it at night time because yeah. it's such a strong. I still find it's you know so yeah. energizing. That's right. That having it at night time, I just get. I'm I'm highly active. I'm ready to vacuum. Yes. (laughs) So food even, you know, food is still affecting me uh, greatly, Mm. Um, not in an adverse way because I know that instead of having a cup of coffee, if I've got crunch time and I need to get something done and delivered, I know that I can just go and get a piece of chocolate. But, yeah, yeah, not ideal if you're trying to unwind Mm -hmm. and go to bed. Yeah. Mm. I should also mention if you don't want to bother making your own chocolate, you can buy Cindy O'Meara's uh, cacao wafers. Oh, they're so divine. And they're just the nibs ground up and made into, you know, a paste and then set into wafers. That's all it is. There's no but sweetener in them. They're room stable. That's the yeah. big thing that gets me is yeah. that you can put them in your kids' lunch boxes That's and right. you don't have to worry with a lot of raw chocolate. Mine in particular, yeah, you've mine got melts. to store it in the freezer. I mean, yeah. yours would be up there in Atherton. Oh, yeah. It would just – but hers are like – they're. They're room temperature stable. Like obviously, room temperature for you is a bit different for me. Would you find them about the same um, strength of cacao as yours? I think so. I yeah. think so. Um, just by you know color and texture and everything, I think that they're, so, they're pretty much the, very mm. strong. Um, but yeah, like like Leah was saying, you can chuck them in a mix if you want to with some mm. little sour cherries and things, or you can melt them down. And if you don't have a thermomix, you can just do it in a double boiler. Um, mm. stirring them um, yep. don't get any water in there <laughs> yeah that's right and then you can make a bark so that's a very simple way um, in the thermomix it's very easy but if you don't have one just use the double boiler 
and do it that way. There is also on the Loving Earth website, they have videos of how to make chocolate, raw chocolate. And so um, it's not using a Thermomix or anything. It's just old-fashioned way. So that's another good – you can get some good ideas from all different types of chocolates you can make mm. on there. Yeah. All right. Well, what are some of the other things that you're going to have over Chris- oh, Christmas? <laughs> I said Christmas. Oopsie. I meant Easter. Easter. Whoops. Dear. Um, well, we usually have some kind of hot cross buns. This year it's going – I. I've been trying to get into the kitchen to play with some recipes all week and I haven't had a chance. So I have Googled some mm. and found there's one on the website, an Aussie with Crohn's, mm-hmm. and she's got a hot cross bun, paleo, SCD, gaps kind of. Um, oh, wow. And they okay. look really good. And they're, she's got one that's totally unsweetened yep. if you need that, and then she's got one that's a little bit sweet with um, dried fruit in it. And they mm-hmm. look like more like muffins, but they look beautiful. Okay. So I'll All put right. the link to that at the bottom of the Wellness Couch page with mm-hmm. this podcast on it. There's okay, that's also, a good idea. Yeah, the Merrymakers. They've got a good one? Yeah, well, I Have haven't tried made it. it. Yeah. haven't made it, but it came up in my Instagram feed the other day and they look the real deal. Ooh. I know. I was excited. Okay. Um, besides having, they've got like this, just a huge amount of chocolates and sweets and things like that for Easter. But that's, I saw these things come through and I was just like, oh, they and almost they, look like shop-bought ones. Do they have starches in them though? Uh, what do you mean starches? Well, <clears throat> you know, like tapioca or arrowroot. No. Of, they don't? No, okay. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Like I got, I have um, some of their other paleo ebooks. I've just downloaded them. And they're basically using the nuts and seeds. I, you know, I can't even remember. I can't even remember seeing them use plantain flour or, or any of those other things. Oh, okay. So, but I haven't seen the recipe. I haven't downloaded the book. Um, but I will have to go and do that. You know, I can. Yeah. Yeah. They're so economical, and you just use them over and over again. So that yes. that would be. Oh, look! I've got it here. I'm just going to have a quick look and see what's. Are in you? It. Yeah. Does it give it an ingredients list? Yep, it's on the blog. So it's themerrymakersisters.com backslash paleo hot cross buns. Yeah. And uh, let's see, almond milk, coconut flour, maple syrup or honey, eggs, butter or ghee or coconut oil, two apples peeled, unsweetened sultanas, nutmeg, cinnamon. Woohoo, we can have it. Yeah. See? There you go. See? So there's so that one. You need to cut and paste that and put it at the bottom of I our will. sheet so then it goes up on the wellness couch because I yeah. think everyone's going to love that. Actually, everything I've made from there has been really good. Oh, that's good. And there was another one that I saw. So there's looks. Theirs looks good. Theirs looks like it's cooked like a muffin in a muffin cup. Yeah. And How then, amazing is the internet, right? I know. There's all these inspirations. There is. And then there's another one in a website called glutenfreescdandveggie.blogspot.com.au. Ooh, okay. Yeah. They've got all-spice grain-free hot cross buns and they have got um, – they look like a bun. So okay. they're, they're molded. All like right. a bun. They're not poured into a muffin. So okay. I haven't tried them, but they looked good as well. Um, and then on my, if you're not, if you don't have to be. Um, Can we have a hot cross bun competition on your website, on your page? Sure, let's do it. Let's do that on Instagram or something. Or yeah. let's have a, um, yeah. I think, I think so Instagram's can, a good idea because. Um, well, if they hashtag it, maybe they can yeah. hashtag quirky. Is it, it's quirky Joe. What do you want Instagram? Quirky cooking or quirky Joe cooking, yeah, yeah. So and then we'll put them on there. Yeah, um, we'll figure something out. Good idea. We'll figure something out because there everyone's is... got a different take, and it'd be yeah. great to have that as part of a reference library to go back sure to would. next year. There is a lot. There is a few on my website. Um, oh. The oldest one is obviously a spelt one. Then, yeah. then there's a gluten-free one, which is based on my gluten-free artisan bread, which mm-hmm. has probably been the most popular one. Um, and it's, yeah, it's moldable. Yeah. Um, but it's not grain free. Do I have a grain free one? I don't think I do. I think the other two are just gluten free. So that's why I need You're to. You're going to get cracking. I know. And I've been saying this for a couple of weeks. I've just been so busy. But, um, yeah, I have to play around a bit with, with a few ideas that I have in my head that haven't managed to make I haven't it to eventuated the yet. yet. No, that's fine. Okay. So on my table, we're probably going to do like a baked whole fish. Um, yeah. I'm going to do some seasonal dipped chocolate fruits, so like your berries and the idea. kiwi fruit. I was even thinking poached pears. Oh yeah, in, and then in maybe coconut water. In coconut water, but then try and incorporate some of the flavors that you would have in the hot cross buns. Oh yeah. So you've still got that aromatic thing going yeah. on. 
So I think that that would be really Beautiful. cool. And then I'm going to make that um, my, you know, multi-purpose coconut vanilla cream. I'm going to make that mm-hmm. and have that as a side with. You got to do that. With that. You got to do that. It's so good. Um, and then the panna cottas. You know, oh, yes. Maybe we could do something like I don't know, like a coconut panna cotta. Coconut so then you're getting your gelatin beautiful. and your collagen and yeah. you know all those things into those are still being honoured, I suppose. Yeah. Um, now I have tried this Pinterest thing. Yes. It's doing my head in. Oh, why? Well, because I'm so inept when it comes to those sorts of things and it's new and it's scary. Actually, so that's what I need to do is just pin all these on an Easter pin, pin board. Yeah, you should do that. On mine. But you yeah. should also educate me in the process okay. of interest, okay? Because I, you know, in doing and preparing for this podcast, we don't prepare a lot, but I wanted to have some inspiration and then I was doing Google searches and you just get lame, you know, images that aren't really, you know, that great. So then I decided I was going to go to Pinterest. I had to log in and create an account and all I wanted to do was look at the pictures and it was so hard and then they asked me to do a board and I didn't know what that was. And, <laughs> oh, I, you know, and then I liked and clicked on a thing and then it wanted to pin it to something. I'm just like, ah, so yeah, that drove me nuts. So you're going to have to pull me aside and give me a bit okay. of an education We just need that. to get you set up. Yeah, we need to get set up. But once you start, you won't be able to stop. Actually, okay. I, I haven't been on there very much lately. I need to get back on there. There's just too many things to keep up with. Yeah, but in my struggles, I saw one amazing thing, which I'm absolutely pumped about. What this clever person did, she got these molds for, you know, Easter egg molds. Mm-hmm. And I think they might have been like a cake pop mold or something. So it's an Easter egg type shape, you know, top and bottom. She put jelly in them and stood them up in the fridge. So then mm. she made these Easter eggs out of, you know, Easter egg shapes out of solid gelatin which she had used and she had like blue and purple and orange and, you know, like obviously synthetic colours. That's a good idea. But then once she did that, she took them out of the moulds and she got a melon baller and scooped out the centre of all of the eggs, both sides, and then she put a cream in there Yeah. and then put them back together. And then she dipped them in chocolate so they were whole again and put them on the end of stick. Yum. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine doing like a rose water flavoured jelly? With a cream in the middle, it would be like a Turkish delight on oh, a stick. That would be beautiful. But that just blew my mind and now I'm really cranky because I don't understand how to use, you know, the Pinterest and I can't <laughs> get any further on my page and all I wanted to do was then look and I couldn't. Oh, so, you yeah. should be able to click through to the website from there. Yeah, yeah. What? 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 <laughs> so the whole idea what? of Pinterest is you click on the picture yes, and then it goes through to that website. Oh, do you click once or you click twice? Because I clicked once and it asked me to pin it to my board and I was like, what's the board? Okay, yeah, you might need to pin okay. it to your board first and then click through. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna you, I don't think so, but maybe. Okay, cool. Yeah. Anyway, that was something I thought was really cool. Uh, the that other thing I think cool. everyone needs to be mindful is it's not about the food. It's Hang about- on, I'm not finished talking about the food. It's not about you. It's about me. <laughs> it's not about the food and it's not about Joe Witten. Now, shush. No, your turn. Sorry. That's okay. I just wanted to say a few people have asked me about how do you do the chocolate egg molds um, with raw chocolate. So um, It's easy. Yeah, yeah. But I find with the raw chocolate it's very thin. Um, yeah. So what I do is I get a like a brush and I paint the chocolate into each egg mold and then put it in the freezer and you only need to put it in the freezer for a couple of minutes so you put one in take the other one out and brush another layer of chocolate over put that in take the first one out brush another layer and you might have to do it five or six times to get a decent thick layer of chocolate with the raw chocolate I find mm-hmm. um, and then put them back in the freezer to set when you are ready to put them together and you pop them out of the molds your hands need to be cold and you need to work really quick. Um, you've got to just rub your finger around the inside of the mold and stick them together. But if you take too long, you'll get fingerprints in the chocolate on the outside because the raw chocolate just melts so quickly. So you have to do it. You have to work really quickly. What I did one year was I made my dulce de leche, which is the um, Spanish That's caramel. The, yeah, okay. That's just the reduction, isn't it? Yeah. So okay. what you do is you make my dairy-free condensed milk, which is made with coconut cream, and vanilla and um, you can use honey or maple yeah. syrup or whatever um, and you just boil it down boil it down till it's really thick it makes a caramel okay. and then you can put that inside the eggs and then stick them together so then you've got your chocolate caramel eggs oh <gasps> yeah that's ingenious yeah it's so yummy 
And what I did one year was And made... you would only have one, right? You know, yeah. Like that... One of those eggs on Easter. Oh, they're only it. little. I make Are little they? ones. Yeah, I make little ones. Okay. So I wouldn't do that in a big egg. That would be sickly. Ugh. But, yeah, just the tiny small ones. And then what I did was used muffin, cu- muffin tins mm-hmm. and I made coconut nests for the eggs. So I did yes. um, just the either coconut butter mixed in while it's still warm to coconut shred and pressed in to make a nest or you could make it a chocolate, um, a raw chocolate mixed with the coconut shred and pushed in if you want it brown. Mm-hmm. And then you just, once that's set in the freezer, you can pop it out of the muffin tins and put the eggs in it. And then each child has one of those on their plate, a little nest, an edible nest with the eggs in it. Oh, that's inspired. Yeah. And then another thing that I did, some of them I filled with the caramel. Mm. And some I just did the completely, um, just the raw chocolate and I put different doTERRA oils in the different chocolates so there was all different flavours. So there was orange and there was peppermint and, um, oh, yeah, cool. different. So, so each egg in the nest was a different flavour. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, I'm one of those lazy mothers that would just <laughs> go and get some activated almonds and dip the almond in the chocolate and just let put it run them. off. That's and then idea. that's done because yeah. it's already in the shape of an egg. There you go. That's what you do if you have little babies and you're too busy and um <laughs> yeah or you're, you're working. too distracted yeah you're working yeah, over that's Easter what, that's what I do yeah <laughs> well it's still egg shape kind of but what you, you know. were saying about the jellies I was going to say gummies are a good idea for people that are on early gaps and can't do the whole chocolate yes. thing yes um, definitely that's a great idea the gummy um, jelly mm. things in the Easter eggs shapes. That's perfect. Yeah, because you can get those little plastic Easter eggs that you can pop open and then you can hide oh, yeah, the gummy inside them. So then they're still in an Easter egg shape and then you can scatter them amongst the, you know, the forestry in the backyard. That's true, yeah. Uh, so then they've got something to find. And if they're up to dried fruit, you could put a little bit of dried fruit and nuts in there. Oh, yes. If you're not up to that, then um, maybe. How about a bit of dried mango half dipped yeah, in chocolate? That's or, beautiful. You know, oh. I love, I love Back mango. to the dehydrator. Yes. Ooh. And then you could also do, um, if you're up to almond meal, which is only stage three, I think. Mm. In my cookbook, there's the um, cinnamon donut cupcakes. Okay. If you make those with a little bit of honey instead of the coconut sugar or maple syrup, I think it is, just make it with honey and don't put the sugar on top, um, you can make if you, if all else fails, you can add the uh, you can add the what am I trying to say the hot cross bun muffin sorry the hot cross bun spices to that and make um, little grain free. I might even just use that recipe as a base for mine. Maybe I'll try that. But it's just a really delicious light um, cake, and you don't need much sweetener if you've got the spices in there. I find, and even mm-hmm. some steamed apple in there is really nice. Um, but you could easily make those really tiny mini muffins, you know, if you've got mm-hmm. those tiny mini muffin tins. Something like that would fit into one of those little eggs, those plastic eggs. Yeah. So little things like that. If, you, if you're desperate for treats at, in the early stages, that's some ideas. Yeah. Easy. I, and there, okay. was, there was one more one that I was going to mention, and I'll put the link that looked really good, which were some Easter cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, that were just really thin, crunchy, spicy cookies with currants in them. And wow. um, they're cut out into Easter shapes, so like your bunnies or whatever. And kids would love those and they're grain-free and that's on the website Whole Body Health Fitness and I'll post the link for that one as well. Very good, very good. Um, other than foods as yes. little gifts, some, you know, like when you can't have chocolates and things, you, you know, often have like at Christmas, you've got your stocking stocking stuffers. Mm. I I still go back to the new set of pajamas. You know, yeah. you've got, you're coming into winter, so why well, can't the Easter bunny bring too. Yeah, and some yeah. bunny slippers? Bunny slippers. Bunny so slippers. you know, like they're functional, practical things that they're going to need in the next <laughs> few months anyway. Yeah. So I mean, there's nothing wrong with getting some socks. <laughs> That's right, fuzzy there's socks. I know, and you can roll like if you get on um, the computer or YouTube or whatever, they've got these little how-to things where you can roll a towel and turn it into a bunny rabbit or you can roll socks and turn it into something else. So it doesn't actually have to be just a pair of socks in a packet. You can actually do something with it to create it to make it look like something else. I have seen the bunny rabbit ones. That's a good idea. Socks made out of bunny rabbits maybe. Mm. 
I mean, no, no, not socks made out of bunny rabbits. Socks made up of bunny rabbits. Poor bunny rabbits. They are going to be the warmest socks I've ever had. (laughs) Oh, they would be really warm. I meant bunny rabbits made out of socks. Excuse me. too funny. I'm not going to let you live that down. Oh, man, that's good. Oh, dear. Oh, we've just developed a whole new line of Ugg boots. (laughs) Bunny rabbit Ugg boots. Bunny rabbit Ugg boots. Oh, Fuad would be all over that because, you know, like he he likes a good rabbit. Yeah, that's right. He could use the rest of it in his restaurant. Oh, that's right. He could. <laughs> so what um, other things did you think of that were – oh, I had another one that was a non-food. Uh, it was on an Instagram page. Okay, it's Be A Fun Mum, and she's probably on her Facebook as well. And, oh, she has a, a blog post. I'll, I'll, make, I'll put the link there. Um, mm. of non-chocolate Easter gift options. And she's got little, these gorgeous little homemade gifts of jars full of things like little pens and toys and stickers and games and notebooks and key rings and things. So it's all in a, a jar and it's all brightly coloured and decorated and um, just some really cute ideas for kids that are not lollies and not food. So that's on Be A Fun Mum's blog. Mm. Well, I've only got other suggestions like, you know, going to the park and yeah. creating fun there and actually getting out. You're being blessed with the time of, of you know, family. Well, so, yeah, it's generally one time, one of the few times of the year that most of the family is off together. That's so right. Do something together. Yeah. You know, it's forced time together because a lot of shops are closed. Yeah. So you really, you get that chance to, um, I don't know, initiate play and really get out there on the kids' level and yeah. enjoy them. And it really should be about them. I mean, really, all they really want is your time and your attention. Yeah. So if you make the day all about them and interacting in them and just be focused in where they are and be present with them, mm. then the less important the food treats are going to be. That's right. My husband's actually working all of Easter, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, but he works in a hospital. That's Someone's right. got to run the hospital. That's Someone's right. got to look after the people that need help. That's right. But we're, we're, we're not worried. We're going to have fun. He'll be home in the afternoons. Yeah. Well, you just make everyone stay in bed till he gets home. Yeah. Can I stay in bed all day? That sounds like a good, I good holiday. I think so. I'm sure that you could. No Actually, laptops. I don't think I don't think I could. No. I, I would be. My legs would be jumping around, going, "I need to get up." <laughs> yeah, you're the same as me. Yeah. That's right. You're busy. You're busy. Yes. Any other special rituals or anything for Easter? I know. No. I Easter isn't a great big thing in my house. You no. know, like it's. It's not, um, it's a shorter duration of time and really you're just getting back into the swing of school and then all of a sudden they spring this holiday on you and <laughs> it sneaks up on you so quickly. Um, so, I, you know, like it's Easter's not a really big time for us. Yeah. Well, mm. it's, it's never been like a major, I guess, when we were kids growing up, we didn't have all the Easter eggs and everything. No, we didn't either because, no. you know, like I was an asthma kid and chocolate would just set off, a, you know, okay. a great big asthma attack for me. We so. used to go when the shops, when, when Easter was over and done with and the shops opened again, we'd go and buy the bags of crushed Easter eggs at Big W, you know, the oh, all the, yes. the broken ones and you'd yes. buy a bag for like two bucks and that was our Easter eggs. We were like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> Yes. that's what we used to do but yeah. that's how that was about I mean otherwise we did go to church on Sunday and we do that on on the Sunday but we don't have any other rituals really except get together with family and eat lamb True. roast and mm-hmm. yeah we have lamb roast you have lamb roast yeah any mm. excuse for a lamb roast well for me we try to getting fish is a big deal yeah um you know like you can get you know just normal run-of-the-mill fish but at Easter, you've got that little bit more time to go foraging, mm-hmm. and I think we're a little bit calmer. And now we're near the Sydney fish markets, we can go oh, down yes. there. So I'm really looking forward to doing like a whole baked fish because I've actually got the time to go and source it, mm. find what I'm looking for, yeah, and then prepare it. That's uh, good. So that's probably going to be our special thing. And because you know we're on gaps all the time, um, you know, like we're always eating lamb. Like lamb is our absolute favourite because of the fat content. Yeah. We're just drawn to that. Yeah, but he, yeah, for, for Easter this year, we're going to make a bit of an effort and try and get hold of a, a nice fish. That's not a bad idea for a change. Maybe I should do that. Well, it Although, just breaks it up. If I should mention, just with mm. the lamb thing, while I'm thinking of it, um, my favourite way to cook lamb now yes. is get a big bulb of fennel and cut off the feathery bits and slice it really thin, 
mm-hmm. and put that in your in your big pot and yep. then um, leek, put some leek in there, heaps of garlic chopped up and put a whole lamb roast in there, leg, mm. and then um, just, you know, maybe half cover it with water yep. and just put the lid on salt and just let it simmer for hours until it's falling off the bone and that fennel and leek and everything goes all caramelly and it's just the most delicious thing. Mm. So if you're on gaps, you can do that because it's cooked in the water. Yeah, and maybe use some star anise. Yeah, that would be good in there too. Mm. Bring out the licorice flavour a bit. Yeah. And I do put in a bit of rosemary as well. Oh, good girl. Yes. Excellent. So there you go. There's a. So how are you going to actually, what are you going to put on the fish when you bake it? Well, I think I'm just going to do, um, well, my dad does a salt crust mm-hmm. fish where he makes like he gets a whole heap of rock salt and actually makes a little, you know, tomb out of it for lack of a better word where he lays down the salt and then he puts the fish on the top and then lays down a layer yep. of the salt so it's encased. Yep. Yep. And then he bakes it like that. I don't know that I have the confidence to I've seen, do that. I've seen that on MasterChef once and it looked beautiful the way yeah. it came out. Yeah, and when you crack it, like it's yeah. it, it goes like the salt crust. goes hard like a crust. And yeah. I mean you're not you're not eating the salt but inside no, it's it flavors just, it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a salty type thing. Um, so he does that. I'm not sure that I'm, you know, I'm not sure I've got the uh, <laughs> skills to do that. Oh. So I think I'll just be doing it, you know, just a, a steamed fish or a, you know, maybe in the top of the Varoma. Yeah. Um, and then I'll probably just serve it on some fennel. Yeah. Um, yeah, just some um, reduced, you know, chicken broth or something with some fennel. Yeah. That's mm, what I think I'll do. Cool. Mm. Bit of lemon, little bit of little little bit of lemon zest or something. It'll yeah. be basic. You can't go wrong. As long as you keep the fish basic, then yeah. there's no problem. I know. Herbs, lemon juice, olive oil. Yes. Lemon zest. Can't go yes. wrong. Can't go wrong. No. Just get a good fish. Yeah, definitely. Get a good fish. Mm. And butter if you can have it. Lots of butter. Oh, <laughs> now you now you're just oh, going sorry, ahead. Sorry, like, sorry. Just, oh, I remember butter. That's that uh, stuff that I can't have. Yeah, same here. Never mind. So everybody else, if you're going to go and do fish, you've got to put butter on it for me. And me. Lots of it. <laughs> Lots of it. Lots of it. And then post on our Facebook page and no, don't really do rub that. it in. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking about posting on Facebook pages, we would love it if you posted your Easter treats, your healthy Easter treats, photos of them on our mm. Facebook pages so we can share them. Yes. And, um, or post what you're going to make, what you're thinking of, because a lot of other people are out there looking for ideas and feeling yeah, a bit we, stuck. And it maybe we need to inspire. Yeah, maybe it's the first year they've gone off all the the sugars and the junk, and their kids are freaking out. So share the ideas, share yeah, the love, support the community. Yeah, and Definitely. we'll and we'll we'll work out a um, Instagram um, photo uh, competition. How about that? Oh, we I think could do we should that, do couldn't that. we? I think we should. Yes. All right. We'll Let's look into do that. that. I'm going to, yeah. Can okay. I participate? Yeah, please do. Oh, good. We'll do it together. Oh, sweet. All right. Well, we'll figure that out and um, we'll we'll even do some pinning together so you can you can post a Pinterest board. Maybe we'll do that one together. A right, okay. Easter. So maybe we should finish the podcast yeah, and so brainstorm yeah, and then surprise everyone what, what with what, what we've come up with they don't won't be very surprised we already told them <laughs> yeah but they don't know what medium we're going to do it on or how we're going to present okay. it you know like there might be criteria it might all be you know and there might be presents there might be prizes yeah i'm sure oh. we can get some prizes okay well we'll have to get some from somewhere i'm sure we will oh, okay right. awesome. okay well, thank you, everybody, and um, we're, we hope you enjoyed the chit-chat today all about um, paleo and GAPS and Pete Evans and Mind Foundation and the Mind Forum and Easter. We covered a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and also at the I, um, in our podcast notes, yes. I actually put a list of people that I follow on uh, Facebook and Instagram and, yes. and those things because – you know, like we get such this, well, it's great to have a mix of both sides of the story, but I prefer to have my little blinkers on because I'm sticking to my path because it's working. So I populate my Facebook feed with all the fuzzy nice things that are about <laughs> our diet and, you know, the research that's coming in rather than the more negative sources. Like, yeah. So anyway, I, w- I won't name names, um, <laughs> but 
if you um, yeah have a look at the bottom of that, you know, there's yeah. the people that I follow and the information where I'm getting my information from and, mm. you know, like it's accountable. So I just sort of thought I'd put that in as well. Great. So, mm. That's good. Lots of links, lots of links. So if you're listening on iTunes and you don't know where to find these links, you need to go over to thewellnesscouch.com backslash AQJ, which is a quirky journey, and you'll find our homepage and then just look for the one, the latest one, which will, well, the one that we're talking on now, Gaps mm-hmm. Easter. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, what are we going to call this one? It's not really just about Easter. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anyway. We've um, covered so much this one. Yeah, it'll be it'll be the the podcast number eighteen anyway. Okay, so have a look there, and on the bottom of the page, when you scroll down past the blurb about the podcast, you'll find links. Okay, okay, and if you go and have a look at thewellnesscouch.com, dot com, you'll find lots of other podcasts. And there's our, um, obviously you can follow us on iTunes and subscribe to us. I hope you will, and give us a five star rating if you. If you like, we would like that. No, no, you must give us a five-star okay. rating. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> I know. No, no, there's no nice. We, we need it. I don't know even know why we need it. Why do oh, we say that be- every week? It's because that um, if you've got a higher rating, iTunes um, drives traffic to your iTunes more. Uh, to okay, your so it means that there's People more, find you. They, it's easier for people to find us. Yes, that's what it means. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Keep working on all those small changes and hope you have an awesome Easter. And um, we would love to see your photos, so please post them. And we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.